Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. Well, hello there. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, you want to do a mental health check? How has your mental health been? Um, I've actually been pretty okay. It's been nice to get out of the house. So the walking with my mom and stuff has been helpful. Uh, And then today I was able to get out with my sister to go have dinner. So that was nice. Yeah, that's super nice. Mine has actually also been pretty good. Knock on wood. So no, there's no wood to knock on. I have some. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we also, I mean, I took an entire week off from work. So that definitely helped. Um, nice. But I went back to work today and it was so busy. I had to put so many fires and it made me, so many fires out. And yeah. It made me realize that, uh, yeah, work is definitely something that stresses me out a lot. <laughs> so that's fun. But, you know, I did have a nice break. We went to Yosemite, we went camping, and then we went to the beach a couple of days after we came back just for fun and then just walking around and stuff so that was cool hopefully we can keep it up (laughs) the going outside (laughs) and the mental health progression yes i agree hopefully yes all right but we've arrived at uh episode two of season one the one with the sonogram so many interesting things happen in this episode so the opening scene uh which is actually one of my favorite scenes (laughs) where uh they're all in the coffee shop and they're all discussing uh, sex uh, based on the context. And then the girls say that kissing is as important as any part of it. And then the guy seems super flabbergasted by that. Um, after that, uh, we go into Ross's work and he is at the museum. Uh, and he, Carol uh, walks in to visit him out of the blue uh, to tell him that she is pregnant. And this is where we see the original Carol that we never saw again after that one episode when they changed the actress <laughs> after that. Uh, after that, we cut into a scene where Monica is absolutely freaking out about her parents visiting. Um, it's kind of where we start seeing how nervous she gets when her parents are coming over. She is cleaning. She is fluffing up her pillows, arguably a little too much. Uh, she is making everyone also feel a little anxious, I feel. And in that same scene, Rachel is also nervous uh, because she lost her engagement ring that she needs to return to her ex, Barry. And then we eventually find out that she uh, dropped it in the lasagna that she was helping uh, Monica make for her parents. (laughs) So that does not go well with uh, Monica. So they eventually find it. And uh, this is also where we see or we hear Uh, of ugly naked guy being mentioned for the first time. I thought that was cool. Uh, Then later in the same scene, Ross comes in and tells everyone that Carol is pregnant and he explains that they are welcoming him to be involved with the pregnancy. Uh, And the first thing they uh, invite him to is to go to the sonogram appointment uh, for Carol. Um, After that, we quickly move into the actual dinner with the Geller parents. So this is also the first time we see the Geller parents, Jack and Judy. I don't think they mentioned their names there yet. Uh, 
but we also see the way um, that their relationship is different um, between Monica and Ross, how they treat them differently than each other. Um, Monica uh, seems to be the less preferred child. <laughs> Ross is adored by his parents and seemingly can do no wrong uh, by them, uh, which Monica is used to this dynamic. So I think to try to make herself look better or not as bad, she is pressuring Ross to tell them about his situation with Carol, his pregnant lesbian ex-wife is <laughs> going to raise this child without him. <laughs> Uh, and then eventually he does tell them, and uh, Judy ends up getting mad at Monica for not telling them. <laughs> so even though Ross is the one that uh, has the strange situation, Monica still gets the short end of the deal there. Uh, then after that, we quickly move to the coffee shop again. I think it's right after the dinner, because they're all kind of de-stressing. They're all talking about their parents, uh, sharing their grievances with their parents. This is where we find out that Phoebe's a twin uh, and Chandler is an only child. Um, Ross and Rachel then also have a moment by themselves after everybody leaves and Rachel's kind of cleaning up uh, where they discuss the challenges that they're gonna face the next day. So the next day, Rachel has to return the engagement ring to Barry and Ross has the apartment with Carolyn Susan for the sonogram. And then they discuss how much easier they thought life would be when they were back in high school. I think Rachel says something like, didn't you think you would just fall in love with someone and that would be it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think we kind of all did. <laughs> and then uh, after that, um, there's kind of like a sequence of two scenes. So it goes between Ross's sonogram appointment and then uh, Rachel returning the ring at Barry's office. Um, but the both appointments kind of go, mm, not the best, I would say. Ross, I think, does have the intention to be involved, and I think he is trying. And in the spirit of trying, I think he asks, how are we going to take um, or make important decisions for this child? And I think that's when the issue of naming the baby comes up. And uh, that's when he finds out that not only do they have like first names kind of picked out for him for the baby already, but they weren't even planning to have his last name um, for the baby. Uh, so he gets upset and he, I think he decides that he wants to leave until he hears the heartbeat of the baby and decides to stay. So at the same time that this is happening, we have this other scene uh, where Rachel went to Barry's office to return the ring. And she kind of, because um, Ross had given her advice to dress down because, you know, she doesn't want to look too amazing because this poor guy. <laughs> so she dresses down. She's kind of super cash, like in these overalls and this like, Chongo, this bun, you know, and uh, then she realizes that he's not as broken up about it as she thought he would be. <laughs> and as soon as he uh, leaves the office because he gets called to the front, uh, she starts kind of making herself up again. And this is where she finds out that the reason why he's not super broken up about it is he um, found support and a shoulder to cry on in the arms of her ex-best friend and also the woman that was her maid of honor Mindy. Uh, she finds out that uh, they are together. They went to their honeymoon, Rachel and Barry's honeymoon together. And, you know, he is seemingly a lot happier with her. He even mentions that he is willing to do things that he wasn't willing to do with Rachel, such as putting on contacts, like lenses. I didn't think that would be that big of a sacrifice, but apparently Barry did think so. 
and also he got he got plugs um, but he looks all tan and happy so I think neither Ross nor Rachel uh, got what they expected but I guess in the end it all worked out and the very end uh, we see Ross coming into Monica's apartment to show everyone like the sonogram Monica cries she gets really emotional because she's gonna have a little niece or nephew we don't know at this point yet and Rachel decides to call Mindy and seemingly to talk to her very nice like I hey you know I found out Barry told me but in the end she says hey and if it all works out and you and Barry end up getting married and you guys end up having kids I hope your kids get his old hairline and your old nose <laughs> that <laughs> is the end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I feel better with that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a little little comeback at the end, but hey, if it made her feel better, I would have done probably something more petty. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, um, but at the beginning of the episode uh, is when they're talking about sex, right? And um, yeah, the girls say that kissing is just as important as any other part of it and i was wondering if you agree with that do you agree that kissing is just as important as everything else i very much agree with that being super important i think that they you can tell a lot from that first kiss because i've had some experiences where like my very first kiss ever in my life um i puckered up and he was open mouthed and so it kind of like sexy. my kiss like echoed <laughs> his mouth <laughs> to his mouth <laughs> yeah it was super weird and so it kind of like it was just like a situation and so like through my adult life that the first kiss is the first kiss in general is like really important and I remember having this conversation with my cousin and my now fiance who at that moment I had just met I don't remember how we got into the topic because we were watching a charger game but we got onto the topic and I like heavily stated like it is super important for that first kiss to be like amazing because if it's not I won't give you a second date like that's just there's no way like if the kiss doesn't match then we just it, it, this can all end here <laughs> So yeah. when we went on our first date, breaker. yeah, when we went on our first date, he was like, so, <laughs> like, was it, was it good for you? <laughs> that's such, that's a lot of pressure, man. If someone that I was trying to hook up with said that in front of me, I'd be like, oh my God, I'd probably be overthinking it so bad that the kiss would actually end up being really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> How important is kissing to you? Uh, it's important, but for me, it's, I don't think it's as important as it is to you, um, but the first one is. So, like, the very first kiss that I have with the person is very important. I think that it lays the groundwork, and I think that if it is bad, it's just kind of awkward, you know, because um, I think it's such a basic thing when you have chemistry with someone that you should know how to kiss them or how to kiss each other. But if I've been with someone for a while and I already know that we can kiss, like in the context that they're talking about, uh, I wouldn't say it's as important as everything else, like sexually speaking. Like sometimes I don't even have to kiss. 
um, like if I'm really in the mood doing something else. Uh, but yeah, the very first kiss that I do have with someone does have to be super important or super good. And yeah, also my very first kiss was really, really, really awful. But also I did not consent to it. So that's, oh. that's probably why. <laughs> that makes a difference. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, um, I did actually resonate with this next part um, that I wanted to discuss, which is like Monica and her stress when her parents are coming over. Uh, do you get really stressed when your mom comes over or when a parental figure comes over? So my mom, no, because she's just, she doesn't care too much. Um, we had my fiance's parents over and I was, <laughs> but, and I mean, not to make her sound terrible at all, but she makes me feel as though I need to be more oh god what's the word like homely just more ladylike and like mm-hmm. so I I feel like I'm a good hostess already I kind of like went above and beyond like oh does anybody need anything to drink and does anybody you know like and we made sure to like have the food ready and you know have drinks and make sure that I offered as soon as like their drinks got low so that there wouldn't be they wouldn't need to ask for anything but this was also the first time that we had them over ever so I was like super super stressed out about it what about you um I do feel super stressed when my mom wants to come over uh I would need a lot of notice from her because she like will just find any spot in the house to like complain about like I can look at my apartment and think oh my goodness this shit is immaculate it's gonna be great she's gonna have nothing to complain about and then she comes over and she finds something always (laughs) um besides that I also do get stressed when um my boyfriend's parents come over but not because they're like that it's mostly because and I don't know if you have the same feeling but because of our culture I feel that all the weight of like the homemaking like the cleaning the cooking like falls mostly on us or at least I feel like it it falls on me right Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like if they come over and there's something wrong with the house um then it's gonna be my fault uh (laughs) when it it shouldn't be like that um right but that's just kind of like how my expectations or how I perceive the situation to be. They have never told me like, oh my God, Laura, why is the apartment not clean? This is your fault. Like, no, they're not like that. But I stress myself out thinking that they're going to think like that. Not as much as Monica though. She takes the cake. Yeah, she definitely wins all trophies (laughs) regarding that situation. Um, Okay, so when uh, Ross gets news that Carol is pregnant uh, after they've already split up, did an ex ever come back with any kind of news either good or bad um yeah I mean it ended up being a lie <laughs> uh one of my exes told me like he didn't tell me what he had but he was telling me oh like I've been having to go to the hospital a lot and I'm like really sick I think I may have like colon cancer or something like I don't know if he had just googled his like symptoms or whatever but no, it turns out he was just, he was just selling me a story so that I would come over on his birthday. Oh. And this dumb bitch did. <laughs> I came over on his birthday. 
Okay, I didn't want to be alone. You didn't want to be all alone. Um, He's like, Laura, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, estoy embarazado. <laughs> Um, oh, no. Other than that, I don't know if anyone else has given me any other news. I have had exes give me news like, oh, the dog that we used to have is sick, but not in like a malicious way, just kind of like in a, I'm letting you know. Informative. Your dog kind of way. Yeah. But no, other than that, uh, no, not really. How about you? So, yes. Um, nothing as crazy as cancer. Or pregnancy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had an ex once um, who happens to be my baby daddy. Um, when we had broken up, um, mentioned that he had contracted an STD because he oh, was fuck. not only sleeping with me, but also sleeping with his new girlfriend that I didn't know about. So that was all fun because I was pregnant at the time too. So I panicked. Luckily, it was curable. <laughs> so it oh was goodness. all good. But I think that's like the worst news that I've ever gotten after a breakup. I don't think anybody's ever like lied to me about anything. Um, I think I had. No. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't think anybody's ever been like that weird about a like nothing's ever happened crazy yeah, that I yeah. need to worry about because I mean I'm the female so like <laughs> yeah you're the one that'd be like hey I'm pregnant <laughs> yeah. yeah nine months later <laughs> hey this kid's yours <laughs> by the way <laughs> like to piggy off of your STD story um this didn't happen while we were broken up like I was with this person um at the time and I had gone through his old phone and found out that, because he had gotten a new phone very recently, so he had left that one unattended. Uh, and so I, I went through it and I found out that this girl had messaged him, super mad at him, uh, saying that she had chlamydia. And this was like days, like I was reading this within days of it happening. So I was just like, oh my God, um, fuck, I probably have chlamydia too. <laughs> Um, so I didn't tell him that I found that, um, I ended up going to Planned Parenthood and getting checked for everything. Cause at this point I was like, well, how many, how many others is he sleeping with? And I was super lucky. Um, I didn't actually get it, but then later on I, I did confront him about it and he, he didn't even apologize to me oh, <laughs> no. apologized about it. I was, I was so dumb. <laughs> it happens. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, we all have those moments. <laughs> Lord knows. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, in this episode, Ugly Naked Guy is mentioned for the first time. Do you have any weirdo neighbor stories? Um, yes, kind of. Like, he wasn't, like, a next-door neighbor or anything, but it was when I lived by myself, too, so it was kind of scary. <laughs> but um, my bedroom window faced his kitchen window and I would sometimes like I wouldn't have like my blinds completely open or anything but I would sometimes have them just a little bit uh, like open so I could see outside and sometimes I just kind of forget that if you have your lights on inside your home it's like super clear to see inside um, your apartment or your home especially if it's dark outside so a couple of times 
like I would catch this guy staring and like super smiling, like super creepily. And then I would catch him, right? And, and do the thing where I stare back, like I can see that you're doing this. And he would just wait. <laughs> like it's normal. <laughs> um, but other than that, no, not a lot. Thank goodness. I haven't had a lot of weird neighbors. What about I you? Don't think, I don't think I've had weird neighbors. I had a neighbor way back and she was super awesome. We did actually have, okay, so this neighbor was super cool. And like she would give us the 411 in the neighborhood and like she'd come over and she loved my kids too. She was just super sweet. Um, but then we did have in that same apartment complex, I don't know how, but my boyfriend at the time found out that one of the tenants was a child molester. Oh, so shit. like, but he lived like a block away from my kids' elementary school. So it was just like, I don't know. I didn't think it was, but he literally lived like... We literally lived like half a block and then you cross the street and then the school was there. So we were really close to the school and um, they found out that he was a child molester. And so my then boyfriend and his friend like basically harassed this man and like made a big stink and shouted that he was like shouting like, oh, Chester, da, 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 da. And I'm like, can you guys stop? It's like one in the morning. This man does not care that you guys are concerned about his personal business. So, but I think that was the only like weird neighbor where I was Actually, like uncomfortable. I think I have one more. Um, I wasn't super uncomfortable. So it was actually our very next door neighbor. This is when I lived in PB and the guy was older and, and I think like maybe he was mentally ill Um but he would always be outside like half naked, like just right in front of his door. <laughs> and then um, we started having like cockroaches in our apartment, which mm-hmm. was like super weird because, you know, we were clean, like, and, and we would treat the apartment anytime that we saw that happen, but they would always come back. And uh, I actually moved out because like I ended up breaking up with the, the guy that I was living with at the time. So I actually moved out before the neighbor moved out. But my ex ended up telling me that when that guy moved out and they went into his apartment, he was like a straight up like mega hoarder and that there was like roaches, like just roaming the entire apartment freely. So we found out that's where our roaches were coming from. Like, so at that point, it didn't even matter what we did because this guy just maintained his apartment, just super disgusting. Yeah, it was so bad. I... I hated it, like, because that's one of my worst nightmares, just, like, roaches, and we just could not get rid of them, and it was so stressful for me, because we were doing everything that you think that we should do, and then they weren't going away, but yeah, it turned out it was, it was because of that guy. Oh, I hate roaches. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) They're so We're gonna, we're gonna go from cockroaches straight into lasagna. (laughs) Yes, food and roaches. (laughs) So in the episode uh, when um, Monica is freaking out about the food or whatever, uh, Joey, Phoebe, and Chandler are digging through the lasagna to try to find the uh, ring that Rachel lost. And Joey actually ends up eating it. He's like, this is still ruined, right? And he just eats it. Would you eat something that was touched by that many hands? Like if they were like your bestest friends? Hell no. 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 (laughs) 
I don't think Pretend so. Pretend it's I, not the times of COVID. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when my kid was a baby, we were at a party or something, and um, I gave him like a piece of carne. We were having like a carne asada or something. So I gave him a yeah. piece of carne, and I didn't realize that he had like hella chewed it up, but he handed it back to me like... I don't want it. And so I was like, okay. So I grabbed it. And because he's my kid, I was like, eh. So I just put it in my mouth. That first bite that I took was nothing but babas. Like the babas wheezed out of the carne. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So I ended up spitting it out. But it was just, no, don't. I don't want, I never did it again. I was like, uh, no, throw it in the trash. I will never take another oh bite God. from my kid's food. Like that they, cause I mean, that's what little kids do. And I remember when I was little, like I would share gum with my mom. So yeah. it didn't seem weird to me to be like, yeah, sure. I'll take your little piece of carne. Cause you didn't eat it. Little did I know that he had been chewing on it the whole time. I thought that it was like, he took he a bite and didn't like gum. it. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> so gross. So and no, if somebody just soaking up all the saliva. <laughs> it was like oh a little sponge. It was so nasty. <laughs> oh God, that is so gross. That actually made me gag a little bit when you were telling the story. <laughs> so I have, okay, so when I'm sober, no, I, I wouldn't. Um, but I have eaten some questionable things when I'm when I'm drunk. Uh, yeah, stuff that someone else touched with their hands. Someone has fed me mashed potatoes with their hands when I was drunk, and I ate them. Um, so, yeah, I want to say, yeah, when I'm sober, 100% no, uh, even if I'm super close to whoever. But, yeah, when I'm drunk, I don't know. I don't know what drunk Laura does. I, she's not me. I'm not her, you know. Can't judge her. That is very true. Like night and day. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So, now Monica and her parents have a strange relationship. And Ross and his parents, which are the same pair of parents, have a good relationship. Have you ever felt that there's uh, been, like, a discrepancy between how your parents treat your siblings? Or maybe they have different expectations than they have for you? Oh, Yes. Uh, I feel like when I was growing up, my mom was kind of a helicopter mom, but also Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time by myself, if that makes any sense. Like I couldn't go out. I couldn't do anything. Like I wasn't allowed to go anywhere by myself, Um, but I would spend most of my time alone in my room. And when Mm -hmm. my sisters who are much, much younger than me, um, the older one, I'm 11 years older than her. Um, When my sisters came along, she kind of was the same, like, overprotective, but she, they had a little more, like, leeway of, like, oh, I'm going to go to my friend's house, and oh, I'm going to have a sleepover with so-and-so, and and, oh, you know, we're going to stay after school with blah, 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 and so they just had, they got away with a lot more than I ever did, Uh, down to, I remember, I used to, like, sneak makeup when I was in middle school, and my mom used to get super pissed like you're wearing mascara and I'm like how do you know (laughs) my lashes are this naturally (laughs) beautiful (laughs) exactly and so she'd get so mad at me and my little sister the youngest one who's 12 years younger than me um she used to get away with wearing makeup like she would play you know dress up or whatever and she'd do her face all up 
And then my mom would be like, oh, vamos a la tienda. And she would leave the house with all this makeup on. And it's like, what are you doing? She's, she's 12. Like you're letting her leave the house with makeup. She needs to wait till she's 15. I had to wait till I was 15. Like I like, had to. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she's just playing with it. And I'm like, yeah, she's still wearing makeup out of the house. What is wrong with you? So I remember like going back and when I would be home with her, definitely like calling her out like, hey, dude, this was different when I was growing up. How come they get, you know, these privileges? <laughs> and you have I a sister, have right? That. <laughs> yes. And it was actually, I'm the little sister in this situation in <laughs> all aspects because my sister was not allowed to do anything uh, and my sister also set the bar real high, you know, like she is a lawyer uh, and she is uh, studying psychology, you know, like she does a lot. Like she got married to, you know, the handsome man, you know, she has the four kids. Like she did everything that my mom was expecting in the order that she was expecting it her to. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom was definitely a lot more strict with her and still to this day I think expects a lot more from her but it's because whereas she set the bar real high I made sure that I lowered that shirt because I knew that I was not going to do all those things (laughs) (laughs) so it is actually kind of like yeah if my if me and my sister do the same bad thing, whatever that may be, I think my sister does get a little bit more shit for it than I do. Because with me, it's like, they're like, oh, it's Laura. What else can we expect? Like, but with my sister, it's like, you should know better. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, she, she did. My sister did grow up telling me the same exact thing. Like, I was not allowed to do any of this when I was a little kid. Like, I was not allowed to go see friends at houses. I was not allowed to um, use makeup. Um, my sister, actually, when my mom would get mad at her, my sister would take the chancla to her so that my mom would hit her with it. <laughs> Whereas I would be like, nah, you can catch me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely, yeah, like a difference in relationships. Not as much as Ross and Monica, I feel, but yeah, for sure. And I, I do find it interesting, though, because... I think with both you and I, like, we've noticed the dynamic is, like, usually the older child is the one that uh, parents are a little bit more tight with, more strict, but it seems to be the opposite with um, Ross and Monica. However, I guess I could argue that he's a boy, uh, so maybe that's why he's the favorite. I don't know. (laughs) I don't have a brother, so I'll never be able to test out this theory. I do, but we don't have the same mom, so it doesn't count. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, not that it doesn't count, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 we didn't grow up under the same roof or anything. <laughs> now, we've both been married. No. As we actually mentioned before <laughs> in the previous episode. All the regrets. I think it's, I know so many regrets. You got zero regrets? I got a hundred. <laughs> But did you ever return any rings, like engagement or wedding bands or otherwise? No, I actually pawned my wedding ring. (laughs) Oh, wow. Did you get good money for it? No. No. Did your ex get mad at you for it? I don't think he knows. Oh. (laughs) I didn't tell. So when we got divorced, um, I kind of just, I had already stopped wearing it. 
before we got divorced. So by the time that we got divorced, we were kind of friendly. Um, so he didn't say anything about getting the ring back. And it wasn't like a family heirloom or anything that I needed to like worry about like giving it back. Yeah. Um, so no, but I never told him that I pawned it and I don't think I ever will because it's none of his business. It was my ring. He never asked for it back. True. Yeah, that's true. What about you? I returned all of mine. um so the first was like an actual wedding set yeah you know what though like I I'm the one that returned it like I don't think he asked for it I think that I was just like do you want this back like it just didn't feel right for me to keep it and Mm -hmm. we weren't at the point where we were friends yet at all it was still like we weren't enemies or anything but it was just still so like raw and like you I had not been wearing the ring for a while before we got divorced because in my mind we were gonna get divorced and like the relationship was over so even if I was married legally like I I no longer consider myself in a relationship with that person it kind of just felt weird to like keep it when I, I hadn't been wearing it but it also felt weird to give it back to him because like what is he gonna do with it uh which is funny because um he did tell me years later <laughs> Like, we were catching up after we became friendly. And he was like, yeah, I still got your rings. Like, uh, I try to sell them, but, like, like I guess, like, diamonds don't really have that good resale value. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so they're just there. And I couldn't give them to my new wife. And I was like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> um, and then the other one I did return. And that one I did have to return. And I would have felt like a total asshole if I didn't because... The diamonds that the engagement ring uh, were made out of and like the wedding band that I was going to wear if we had gotten married were family heirlooms. So I I returned those. Yeah. (sighs) But it wasn't as awkward as Rachel, like because I just left them there, you know, like I I didn't have to have like a meeting later or anything. It was just like, okay, here it is. Before I move out, here's uh, here's your rings. (laughs) Left to you, buddy. But now I'm like, if my ex fiance gets engaged again, did I taint that family heirloom? <laughs> did I curse it? The houses malas vibras. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or good ones, you know, just good vibes, girl. All the good vibes. You have no bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, nothing as awkward as Rachel. I think she should have kept it, to be honest. Especially kind of. after we find out what we find out. <laughs> definitely he just puts it in his pocket too yeah like boy that's gonna fall out of your pocket right if victor and i ever break up i'm not giving the ring back (laughs) this was recorded what is it (laughs) september 14th 9.54 p.m (laughs) oh my goodness but no it's so pretty i do like it i like it a lot sorry i didn't mean that i don't know It is. It's aquamarine. Mm-hmm. Is it? Oh, so it's like a little piece of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So before she actually goes to return the ring, uh, Ross and Rachel were discussing the challenges they're going to have to face the next day. So Carol and Susan with the sonogram appointment, and then um, Rachel returning the ring to Barry. And Rachel mentions how different she thought life would be back when she was in high school. She said, didn't you think you would just fall in love with someone and that would be it? Uh, And I think this is a very universal thing. I think I already know the answer. (laughs) But did you feel that way when you were in high school? I did. Very much so. 
to the point where I was in a make or break up relationship with someone since I was about 14 years old. Because um, he was the one and it was going to work and we were going to be together forever. And then we got together and the last time that we were together was about five years. And then it all just went to shit. So that didn't happen. He never proposed and I really wanted to get married. And then the day that I moved all of my stuff out, he proposed. I was like, um, of course. boy, bye. A little too late, buddy. Kind of. Yeah. I also, yeah, for sure. I thought everything would be different. I, I had that like fairy tale. I thought I would meet this boy and I would fall in love with him instantly and we would click and nothing would be weird or awkward and we would never fight because we love each other so much if only um instead uh i got a uh, divorce uh, when i was 22 a failed engagement uh and which lasted i think i yeah i broke up with him when i was 26 and then ran into a super abusive relationship that also lasted like a year and a half. Uh, and uh, here I am. I'm in a good relationship now. I think it is very healthy and I'm very much in love. But definitely the journey here is not what I thought it would be. Like when I was a kid, everything seemed so simple. Um, I thought, yeah, I would just fall in love with someone and we would get married and we would have babies. Like I for sure thought that I'd have like five kids by the time that I turned 30. <laughs> I'm 30 now. I have one cat and the dog, uh, but no babies. <laughs> but yeah, you know, life just kind of surprises you. It is definitely different than what you expect uh, at times. I'm sure so, some people do get lucky and they get what they want and imagine. Yeah. Um, kind of staying on that topic a little, um, do you still fantasize about the fairy tale? I do a little bit. Uh, but the fairy tale looks a little bit more realistic. Um, now, I'm not super worried about when I'll have kids or when exactly I'll get married. But, like, I'm hoping we can get a house. I'm hoping we have good credits. Uh, I'm hoping we stay together forever. <laughs> I'm hoping we have lots of furry babies and, you know, eventually a kid or two. But it, it definitely did change. So I... I do have like those like expectations still, but they're they're different now. How about you? Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of never lost the whole love of my life, get married and you know whatever. Um, and like I'm currently engaged, so I'm on the right path. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like at some point I was a little too naive in that like fairy tales aren't real and I mean not to say that like I didn't know that but also like that little girl inside of me definitely wanted like to find that man that was just gonna like sweep me off my feet and you know we were gonna ride into the sunset together on a fucking horse and you know whatever and when I know everything was gonna be perfect yeah Yeah. you know that there was (laughs) gonna be you know doves and shit flying all over the place (laughs) um and definitely when I got with my fiance now he didn't want to get married um but then later was like well I don't want to be without you and like it all makes sense and you know it's definitely something that I want I want to be with you for the rest of my life and so then it made sense to him to like propose but it was um 
it was a little touch and go at the beginning because I was kind of like, well, if you kind of don't see yourself getting married in the future, then we don't need to be together because <laughs> I could just find somebody else that does want to marry me because I'm getting married. Damn it. <laughs> like, um, I'm getting married. I would like you to be there as the groom. But if you're not, I'm still getting married. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely still like to get married, um, but it's not it's not something that I like I need to do. Uh, right now I would like to be engaged <clears throat> just because I wouldn't mind having like a long engagement but um, I think also something that did uh, kind of mess me up when I was a kid is I super romanticized uh, my parents relationship uh, mm. because in front of us or at least in front of me and I which I was much younger because um, my dad passed when I was 11 so everything that I saw was like when I was 11 and under so some of these memories I might have added to them by accident but I, I do remember like my parents were so grossly in love with each other like they were always making out and holding hands and like whispering into each other's ears and it was just so cute and that's that's the only part that my brain will remember like I don't remember my parents getting in a fight like I don't remember ever hearing them talk about anything serious like they're always just kind of teasing each other my dad would like leave post-its on like my mom's mirrors like like oh te quiero mucho mami like, you're beautiful like, he would write her letters Aww. with a typewriter <laughs> uh, and actually I have a couple of them because I think they're just super cute I think that growing up only seeing that and then add to that the fact that my father passed and when my father passed my parents were still very much in love I was looking for that same relationship but I think in a way I also may have sabotaged some like not perfect but like okay relationships like that would have had potential because they weren't exactly what I what I saw and what I what I wanted what I thought I wanted um, and I actually did have like an ex once tell me like the thing that you're looking for does not exist <laughs> But you know what? I actually do have something pretty close uh, to that now. So it does exist, first of fucking all. <laughs> uh, it's just not as, you know, I'm not looking at it with like rose-colored lenses anymore. Like I realize that we are both humans and we're both allowed to have bad days and we're not perfect. Uh, whereas when, when I was looking for something like my parents had, I was like, no, it has to be perfect. We never have to fight. We fought once. That means we're not, you're not the one. Let's go. <laughs> but um I've matured now <laughs> I understand that's not a thing oh what it was to be young <laughs> I know man I was so stupid but so hopeful <laughs> always hopeful I know yeah um so when we talked about how Rachel had to go and return the ring uh to Barry she goes a little underdressed because Ross kind of told her like hey don't like, you just broke this man's heart, maybe dress down a little. He didn't say it like that, but that was the gist. Yeah. Have you ever underdressed to make someone feel better and or spiced it up <laughs> to make them feel To shitty? make them feel worse. <laughs> yes, I've done both, actually. Um, I did one time I had to go to one of my ex's um, houses to pick something up. And I honestly do feel like if I hurt someone, it's, it's that guy. Uh, and so I did. I didn't put any makeup on. And I just went in, like, leggings, like, super, just super casual. Um, and it was super sad. Like, he 
it didn't matter. Like he still got really sad mm. when he saw me and he still told me that I was beautiful and I still felt like a piece of shit and I still feel like a piece of shit for that. Um, so that one, yeah, I did. And then also when I was dating an asshole that then wanted to see me again, uh, I did dress up. <laughs> and you know what? He was an asshole, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Which is which is interesting. I think no matter what you do, the person's going to see you how they see you. Um, so like with the first ex, like it didn't didn't matter. I could have been wearing a trash bag, but because of the circumstances, he still saw me as beautiful and, and wanting to be with me. Whereas this other guy, like, I could have grown double Ds overnight and <laughs> grown taller or whatever. Um, and it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> How about you? Have you have you done either of them or both of them? I've definitely never dressed down. I feel like I'm dressed down all the time. My wardrobe literally consists of jeans and t-shirts. So it's not like I'm, it's not like, and I don't wear much makeup. I wear eyeliner and mascara. So it's not like it would be much, much of a, a downplay if I wore my everyday outfit. I did. I do remember like in like high school though where I was being petty and like <laughs> this guy broke up with me to be with another girl that I was like okay and I flat ironed my hair and I bought kind of a low-cut top and you know whatever Ooh. and but I mean it like lasted for a day because I wasn't trying to put that much effort I used to wear sweats and yeah yeah <laughs> so it was kind of like ah that's enough I got the attention that I wanted and then I didn't need to kind of do that ever again. But as far as grown up relationships, no. I kind of I kind of stayed true to myself in that aspect of um just not overdoing anything. Although I think okay, so I'm lying. One time only. <laughs> Once though. It was only one time. Uh, my ex was kinda trying to make it work. And I kind of like, yeah, okay, let's make it work. But also I kind of don't want to make it work. But I did, like he wanted to take me out on a date. And I remember showing up in like a skirt and I never wear skirts. And I had like makeup and I put on the red lipstick and I curled my hair, which I never do. because it's way too much work for me. And so, yeah, and I wore the, you know, the heels and everything. And he was like, damn. And I was like, well, come on, you take me on a date. Let's go. Uh, but then the next day it was like, eh, I'll just wear my, my jeans and my t-shirt and my sneakers. If this isn't who you like, then I guess we really don't need to be together because I'm not yeah. doing all this work so that you can look at me and make me feel pretty for a day. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty every day. <laughs> you are pretty every day. I definitely do wear a whole mask of makeup. <laughs> not as much now because uh, 2020, uh, you know, COVID. But yeah, usually, usually I do wear like a full face of makeup. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's move on. When Ross shows up at the uh, sonogram with Carol, Susan's there, her partner, um, and they start discussing important things related to the baby, one of which being the baby's name. And they weren't planning on giving the baby Ross's last name at all. Do you think that was fair? I think so. I think, I guess and no, because I think it's unfair 
uh, of them to ask him to be involved with the situation, but then also not actually start discussing that with him from the get-go. Like, I think what I would have done if I had been Carol, I would have been like, yo, do you want to be involved or not? And then once he told me, you know what? Yes, I do. That's my baby. Then I would start discussing, hey, you know, we would feel more comfortable if the baby didn't have your last name or if the baby did have your last name. And do you want to help pick out the first name? Um, but I think like the way that they did it and they just kind of sprung that onto him at the sonogram, even though I guess, yeah, he asked. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of seemed kind of shitty of him to find out there. I don't really like Ross that much. <laughs> but this is one of the times where like I do feel for him because it just seems like such an awkward situation. Um like just the fact that because you're not the woman, you know, so you're not carrying this baby, it's kind of like an option whether you want to be involved in the baby's life or not. Uh that's just it just seems seems a little odd to me. Uh, but what do you think? So I <laughs> I was really pissed in this scene because I I can understand Carol not wanting to give the baby Ross's last name and just giving the baby her last name but the fact that she wanted to give the baby her girlfriend's last name was kind of like a hey man I already broke up with you for this female and now I'm also going to not let you be a part of this whole name situation me personally i take a lot of pride in my last name um i am my dad's well i'm not his only child because he's got a son but like i was the only child for most of my life because my grandparents didn't know uh, my brother so like to me because i was technically my dad's only kid and he died when i was like five my last name has been like super important and so for them to not even consider how that would hurt his feelings really pissed yeah. me off like I was so mad that they were just gonna exclude him altogether go ahead and pick whatever name you want but like hey man that's his kid like that kid should have something belonging to his dad I feel yeah. like because um when I had my first son I still like I named him I gave him my last name, but I hyphenated mm. it and I still gave him his dad's last name because I mean, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to give him his last name, but I also know how important it is to me that I was like, fine, I'll be nice and like, but I'm going to hyphenate it. So he has to use both <laughs> my poor child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think for me, also part of the scene that, like, did piss me off was like, Susan's attitude. Like, it's my baby, too. And granted, you know, it is. It's gonna be. Uh, but at the same time, this woman cheated on her husband with you. <laughs> and she's and she's still being difficult, you know? <laughs> like, she's still being combative. <laughs> the nerve. Like, that did, that did uh, piss me off a little bit. But yeah, I, th I think you you are right. Like they should have been definitely a lot more considerate of his feelings, especially because, I mean, they did invite him to be part of this of this family and he did, he did say yes. So, you know, how about actually taking into account his opinion for these important decisions? Yeah. And then the part where she know. says like, oh, and then he's going to get his way and he's like, 
my way. Like, this is not how I pictured my first child, you know, coming into the world with this relationship because he was expecting to still be married and, you know, whatever, because yeah. he's clearly heartbroken that, you know, she left yeah. him for somebody else. And so that kind of pissed me off too. Like, girl, that's not like nobody wants to share their baby with their partner's no. partner. Yeah, especially if it's like it came from infidelity, you know, like what a slap in the face that now you have to hang out with the person that I mean, and uh, granted, it was probably not the reason why they got divorced. They probably were going to get divorced eventually, but it's like, ultimately, like, it's what broke their marriage. And now, not only is he going to have to see her all the time, but also he doesn't get a say in things and the baby doesn't have his last name. Like, ouch. Like, ugh. I can, I can understand why he was trying to leave for a second there. Yeah, definitely. But I'm glad he stayed. <laughs> Me too. I would have been so mad if he left. <laughs> I know. I mean, Ross does make like some dumb decisions that make me bad, mad. I think starting season three, but <laughs> uh, but you know, those uh, spoilers. <laughs> but at the same time that this Carol, Susan, Ross situation was happening, uh, that's when Rachel was finding out that uh, her ex and her best friend, or ex best friend, were uh, a thing now, a couple. Have you ever had a friend or someone you loved or trusted hit on one of your exes or someone that you were interested in or vice versa? One of your exes try to hit on one of your friends or cousins or whoever that you know and love and trust. Yes. So in middle school, it was a whole drama. So I dated, I dated this guy. And then it was super weird. He wasn't even that good looking, first of all. But I dated this guy and he was like super into me, right? And then I don't remember why we broke up, but we broke up and he dated one of my friends. And then they broke up and he dated one of our friends. Like it was, we all hung out in el mismo grupito. Like we, yeah. it was our clique. And he just kind of made his way through. And so the girl that he dated after me, which shall remain nameless, um, got mad at the last girl that he was dating because, oh, she's having my leftovers and she took my, you know, she can have my sloppy seconds and this and that and the other. And she was telling me and I'm looking at her like, didn't you do the same thing? Like he was my boyfriend first. What are you even talking about? Like, why are you so salty? And so they kind of shunned the other girl and I still talk to her. Like she's still a good friend of mine, but it was just so like, what are you even going off like, about? Yeah. Why are you even mad? Because you did the exact same thing. But I also was not a good friend in high school and made out with a guy that I knew that one of my friends liked, mm. but he didn't like but her. He liked school. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it when that happens. Right, me too. Because I tried. Like, yeah, you know, you don't want to get with her. And he was like, nah. And I was like, come on. And then, like, we were hanging out because we were really good friends, me and the guy. And then mm. shit just happened and we made out. And it was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, don't tell anybody. Because I don't want her to find out. And I think she found out. And she kind of didn't say anything about it. But, like, we're not friends. 
(laughs) We're like Facebook friends, but I don't think that I'm someone that she would want around in her life. Like, like in person, heavily involved. Yeah. Yeah. And you? Let's see. I was also a shit friend. Kind of. It happened. Well, so, man, I really was kind of a shit friend. So I had this friend. We're going to call her Rosita. And Rosita was, like, super infatuated with this one older guy. And older at that time, he was, like, two years older than us, you know. So it wasn't (laughs) like he was, like, in his 20s or anything. Um, But we're going to call him Pedro. And she told me about Pedro. Like, it was one of the first first conversations that we had when we became, like, good friends. Mm -hmm. Like, she even showed me, like, um, this cute little box that she had like letters from him and he liked her too but I think that like her parents were like super strict so they they didn't get together Hmm. um and fast forward I saw Pedro and I was like oh my god he's so cute (laughs) and look listen I was an ugly friend back then like especially compared to this girl like she was gorgeous like everyone liked her in our school um and so I, I didn't think I'd have a chance with Pedro at all. And him and I started hanging out because he lived really close to where I lived. And when we started hanging out, it was like a couple years later and she still was not like allowed to date. And so him and I would like go to the movies together and go out to eat. And I'm pretty sure that his intentions were to get closer to her through me because her and I were best friends at the time, but I developed this mad crush on him. Like I, I thought at that time that I was in love with him mm-hmm. and, you know, he was older and, and he was mature. He had this job, you know, like a, like an adult job. <laughs> um, and he was, he was really handsome and stuff. And I, I ended up psyching myself out. So I actually never like kissed him like because he wasn't into me. Like he would do things that now when I look at it, like in hindsight, I'm like, was he just trying to be nice? Um, there were only a couple of times where I'm like, wait, I think he's hitting on me. One was when he asked me if I knew how to do massages mm-hmm. because his back really hurt. And like he wanted me to give him a massage. I thought that was really odd. I took that as like, oh, he's in love with me. Uh, and then another one was that I told him that I liked him and he didn't say anything. And we were also on our way to the movies and we ran into Rosita's brother. Oh, and he straight up Pedro straight up, like pushed me aside behind like this wall so that Rosita's (laughs) brother wouldn't see me. So this all happened in the same day, right? So when he, like, dropped me off, like, I was pissed off, like, and I, like, messaged him. I was like, look, Pedro, like, you know that I like you. Why are you doing this to me? Like, why don't you just tell me that you don't like me? Um, uh, and he didn't message me back for, like, an hour, but then he texted me and he told me, look outside your door. And I thought that it would be him because he lived so close, like, he lived walking distance. But he had made me... Um, a Christmas ornament <laughs> and I also took that as like this grand gesture that like to mean that he liked me yeah but he didn't I actually don't think he ever felt that way about me I actually think he probably thought that I was super annoying 
and his plan to get close to Rosita didn't work. Um, and her and like my friendship with her like definitely suffered because of this. Uh, because I I was so hostile towards her because I started to resent her because I really liked Pedro. Uh, and we like her and I were I would still call her my friend. Like I, I would still hope that if she ever feels like she needs to talk about something, she can reach out to me. Like we're still friends on social media. Like she'll respond to like my stories and stuff. And she's really sweet uh, to me still. But I definitely think that our friendship took a hit because of that. And I 100% think that that was my fault. I do think that Pedro did lead me on at times. Um, but I think most of, most of the time it was, it was my head. I, I had that wishful thinking. And so I, I misinterpreted uh, certain things that he did that were nice uh, for me. And he even bought me textbooks one time um, for my first semester of college. But yeah, I no longer talk to Pedro. Uh, I tried to talk to him, I think, after I got divorced, just to see how he was doing. <laughs> I wasn't, I actually really wasn't trying to start anything up, but I think I felt guilty. <laughs> and so I just kind of wanted to see how he was doing. And um, I think he answered, like, one of my messages, like, super dry, like, oh, I've been good. How about you? And then right after that, he just deleted me oh. off Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, I was the shit friend. Right. I. I don't know. I have had something else that was kind of awkward. So my ex-fiance, I, I wasn't talking to him anymore, but we had a lot of friends in common because we met at work. And so one of my good friends, uh, I, I was going to her house like every week. Um, and so she was telling me, hey, your ex-fiance saw a picture of my sister online and he's like asking for her number <laughs> mm. <laughs> um so like and I am friendly with the sister too but she's not like my friend friend you know mm -hmm. so that was kind of weird like my mind started wondering like what would happen what would happen if they started dating and they're serious and I'm still really good friends with this family now I'm gonna have to see my ex-fiance for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be awkward um but I don't know what happened with that actually I don't know if they ever actually got each other's numbers but I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that um she might have been dating someone at the time I think she was on her way out of that relationship too but she was still in one mm -hmm. so I think that's why um that didn't happen but I was very nervous for a while because you know what now that I think about it like they did have some things in common <laughs> <laughs> but no nothing serious just almost <laughs> almost serious yeah yeah no I don't think anybody ever did that to like I don't think anybody sneakily took anyone from me I kind of was the bitch and did most of the taking I I was really cocky in high school <laughs> <laughs> and kind of like uh I can have whoever because I have I've conceded and I've always thought that I'm super cute and I think that the whole world thinks I'm super sexy. Okay, so like, I know you are super cute and super sexy. <laughs> Shh, don't say that. Um, <laughs> you're going to make me blush. Um, but yeah, so like I thought I was the shit in high school and like all the girls hated me anyways because I had like mad RBF. 
So I was like, well, if you're already not going to like me, I'm you're going to not like me and I'm going to steal your boyfriend. Like, that's how like, that's going to go I'm going to give you down. a real reason not yeah, to like Yeah, like, me. don't just hate me because <laughs> I made a face at you. Hate me because I took your man. This was a fun episode. I'm still, like, bummed that they don't, like, really mention Phoebe at all. That I know. She's kind of just there in the background. Uh, episode three coming up soon. Yeah. Yay. I know. This has been fun. Well, this has been fun. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> it's her birthday tomorrow. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, me too. Okay. Uh, the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you next Ooh. week. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop recording.